TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and gee whiz, for the 422nd time, I am thrilled to bits to shoot down to Melbourne to my brother from another mother. He is he is the great change maker, one of the most respected men I know when it comes to making big decisions. I seek his advice and counsel on some of my own big decisions. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, PC. Thank you for the great introduction. Uh, change maker. I don't mind a bit of change. I'm not averse to change, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of change that's got to happen right now. I have to tell you, there's a lot to get done. But thank you. How are you? How's things going up there for you? I'm very mate? well. I'm very well indeed. The uh, sun all is the shining. Um, yeah. All guns the famous people. <laughs> Pecs are out. Guns are out. Um, Pecs going with our 100 push-up challenge or I'm 90 push-up challenge. I'm feeling robust. Uh, I do think that, Do that I, again. That's There's a bit of meat there. I think poor, poor, That's the most amount poor. of meat, I reckon. Oh, even, you, even your arms are looking big. Good on you. Never been bigger. You're looking good, yeah. mate. Well done. Uh, same goes. I think we might have to do a group interview with our pec majors one day, mm. and uh, and and reveal the group to the to the world. Um, yep. Now, I think I told you the other day, either privately or on an episode, that um, a lady came in to the cafe that I was at, and she's got a daughter who's four, and and the mum she's from England, and she's lived in two places in Australia. She's lived in Bayside, Melbourne. Yes. And the Byron Shire. And I said, wow, you are more fortunate than you will ever know. And, <laughs> well, seriously, she it's lives true. in, like, the it's most the expensive shire in Victoria and the most expensive yeah. shire in New South Wales. Yeah. And yeah. she is, um, and I'm not saying this stupidly, um, I'm saying this like this is a profound thing. She is considering going home uh, to England to be closer to family. Okay. And I thought, wow, like, Massive change on the horizon, a uh, big decision to make. And I thought, you know, in, in living the 100 Not Out lifestyle, we speak to so many people that have um, come to certain junctures in their life mm-hmm. where they've had to make a big decision. Our guest, who will come up next week or the week after, um, Anna Rubenstein, he's a medical doctor by profession, but the more he became enamored with rites of passage, the more obvious it became that he had to, um, he or he wanted to leave his role as a medical doctor and focus on that. You've, you've done this, you know, almost like numerous times, you know, studied naturopathy, became a naturopath, realized there was more, became a chiropractor, studied chiropractic, did that. You've made some massive decisions. I think it would be great to dedicate today's episode to... Um, Almost like the psychology of getting your head around significant change. What do you think? It sounds great to me because I – thank you. I'm glad that we are doing this topic. It's a great topic. You're right. I've been listening to a book, um, Simon Sinek's new book. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've told you about it. The Infinite Game. The Infinite Game. And I'm at, I'm at, I've got about nine minutes to go. And about, let's say, 12 minutes ago when I was listening, like 12 minutes ago in the book, so maybe a couple of hours ago, he said that um, 
<laughs> it's hard to say that, isn't it? It's like I could say maybe 35 pages ago, <laughs> um, towards the end of the last chapter. He says that infinite thinkers, when they're uh, in life and they think infinitely instead of finitely, they are ready to pull the trigger and move to the next thing when they realize that they've gone as far as they can in the thing that they're in. Mm. Does that make sense? Because mm. a lot of people might stick around for a long time in something that's um, you know, as good as it's ever going to get or is it's not salvageable or whatever else, uh, whether that be a relationship, whether it be your location, whether it be your, um, your workspace, workplace. Um, your healthcare provider, whatever, you may stick around just for the sake of it, but a change maker or someone who's okay with change or an infinite thinker um, would be ready and willing to go to the next thing in order to expand their consciousness or expand their life, their experience, all of those sorts of things. So I'm up for this chat. I love it. Um, and, that, and, and this isn't, it doesn't mean that I always am comfortable with change and it doesn't mean either that I'm always an infinite thinker because I think at times you would shift and fall back into finite thinking um, and at times you are quite happy to be comfortable and to sit where you are and sometimes you're comfortable in, in the pig shit that you've fallen in mm. and it's warmer in there than to get out <laughs> into the cold, you know? That you know, is embrace, so good. Embrace, oh. the steam, embrace the steamy poo that you're in at that time <laughs> but sometimes – it's uncomfortable and you've got to get out. So, oh, you know, so, you know, who hasn't been in a situation, a bad situation, a situation, <laughs> who hasn't been in a situation where you just kind of find yourself, okay, well, maybe this is more comfortable right now than getting out, than the alternative, until you, you get out and then you find that you shouldn't have been in that position mm. anyway. Mm. Um, it would have been better to have moved on. But, you know, I, I think this is great. This is great. I'd love to see what people say, you know, if, if people got, Thoughts on this as well. Summer says it's the comfort zone. It's a nice, warm place to be, um, and it takes effort to grow. Well, that that is absolutely the case. What I would love in the for people that are watching on Facebook, pop in the comments some of the coolest big decisions you've made. Like, yeah, just some of the yeah. things that you are like that you're genuinely proud of that you made. Like, I think of, um, you know, for me personally, I think of uh, well, starting journalism, but leaving journalism, I think, or leaving the media that was big leaving yep. Australia to go and travel the world, um, yep. leaving Ireland to move back to South Gippsland, leaving South Gippsland to move up to Byron. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like I think I'm writing down for you, like your decision to start Forage but also the courage, I wrote down courage, the courage to end Forage. I, I think like significant, uh, like you said, it's not easy um, and – a lot of these decisions take courage, but I love people to write down what they what change they made. So I have a question for you. Um, okay. When you reflect on the change that you've made, where do you think the courage comes from to follow through on that decision? Because you could say, "Oh, I'm going to be a chiropractor," but then you wake up the next day and go, "Oh no, too hard. Going to take too long to study. Going to cost too much." Like, where do you think the courage comes from? to follow through on a decision? It's a great question. I think um, I think there's courage in everybody, right? And everyone is courageous. And at some point, you lose that ability to express your courage because you lose the ability to back yourself. Um, and the times in my life when I haven't 
found it easy to make decisions have probably been the times when I haven't felt like I'm going to be able to back myself to win this one um, or to get the job done. And so if something's in your wheelhouse, if you're comfortable with it, if you've been practicing to do something or achieve something or you know you're really good at something, um, then it's easier to pull the trigger um, and then express your courageousness, your courage, because it's all in us. And we saw that in The Wizard of Oz, right? Everyone's got it. So if you th- if you think about what the decision you've got to make, if you can back yourself in to give it 100%, then it's highly likely that you're going to come out with a great result. Um, and and the only time that it will go wrong is if you're if you're flippant. And so it's not that it's courage; it's stupidity. Um, correct. Don't be confused. Don't confuse stupidity for you know courage. Like you wouldn't. Um, be courageous jumping off a cliff um, without knowing what's at the bottom or without a parachute or not knowing how to, you know, fly or whatever it is, you know. So, like, there's some things that you could do that could be really silly to do and you might write that down as courageous. But you kind of want to know what you've practiced for, what you're good at, what your strengths are um, and be able to back yourself um, to do that. So I think that's where the courage comes from, mate, just kind of knowing that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it a red-hot go or I've got the people around me that w- can work together to either fall on, fall with or um, work with, you know, to get the job done. That's what I just wrote down when you were talking is um, other people. When I think of times of great change, I don't think I've ever made the decision without seeking the counsel and insights of people that I respect that have either gone through similar situations or have some level of perspective on on what it is. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I know I seek your counsel a lot when I feel like there's a big decision at hand. Um, yeah. Do you, in, in reflection of your big decisions, the ones that have maybe worked and not worked or however you want to call it, do you think the the counsel that you've received or shunned has actually, you know, been in, um, what's the word, parallel to... The success of that decision? Well, it's funny you say that because sometimes you get answers to your questions that you don't like. Um, and you can choose to discard those. You know, like I, I love using cricket analogies and hence the reason why, you know, we're 100 not out. You know, that's a cricket analogy as much as it is, you know, an aging um, observation. You know, you made it to 100 and you're not out. You haven't gone yet, um, which is exactly what we talk about in cricket. And Sometimes you get a good ball and you'll let it go. Um, and sometimes um, you're told to block the ball or just bat in the V um, and stay out there for a long period of time and don't swing it. But, you know, your judgment comes in if you're a batsman. If the ball's bowled at the right length, you know that you can hit for four or six, then you'll just do that because it's instinctive, right? So sometimes you can get um, advice from people that you, um, that you don't want to take on. And as long as you are okay with not taking that advice and you're okay with the repercussions of not taking that advice, then that's totally fine. And the only people that will be offended by that will be those people that, um, that that would feel good for themselves if you had have taken their advice because, you know, you, they gave you that advice. So be okay with that. In saying that, when I look at my confidence and the people that um, I take advice from, and you are one of those people, close to me that I would take advice from 
um, as Amber would be, my mum and dad would be, and probably even these days, Jackson, I would ask him some questions too. Trudy, there's a bunch of people that I would ask as my confidants to help me make decisions um, that would you know, move me in a direction in my life, in, in my business, all that sort of stuff. Um, and that will, those people will change. They'll come and go. Um, yep, they'll always come and go. But you just need to trust who it is it's going to be. Um, when you when you think of change, do you think your um, intuition or your hunch has played a big part in like the beginning of the seed kind of germinating into, you know, going from a, just a, an idea to actually a live option? Like how much do you think um, intuition plays, listening to your gut, your heart, when when it comes to going, all right, I know it's wild and it doesn't necessarily make logical sense. Um, where do you yeah, where do you sit in terms of intuition and and you know making those big decisions? Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think intuition, if it doesn't feel right, then you can't explore it. And sometimes it feels right, but it's really wrong. And so your intuition can be off. Like, and this is a golf analogy, right? Um, if Alcohol talking, can skew your intuition. <laughs> What's that? I said alcohol can skew your intuition. Oh, like alcohol, it yeah. feels so right, but it's actually so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And or you can yeah. take that anywhere. Yeah. But even from a golf perspective, um, you know, you could be just two degrees off at your strike uh, point when you're driving the ball, but that ends up being 50 or 60 mm. meters off 200 meters down the track, right? Yes. So um, that's a big deal. And and so in, in this instance, it's great to have intuition but also then seek the counsel of mentors or your confidants because they can say, hang on a second, you're aiming the wrong way. Mm. Um, and Stu Hayes used to say to me, it's just like running with enthusiasm but in the wrong direction. Mm. Um, and so I was talking to Dino who used to work for us, Dino Hadzimerovic, shout out Dino. Um, he was running the other day doing a marathon um, at Falls Creek. And he took a wrong turn, still running with enthusiasm, running down the hill thinking he's doing the right thing. Then he realized that he was a kilometer off track. And so to come all the way back, he did an extra two kilometers. So his run was 44 kilometers, not 42 kilometers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, um, you know, you can can go off course if you haven't got the right instruction or you haven't got the right um, mentors or the right leadership around you. And intuition is important, but it should be the cue to help you ask more questions mm. of the right people. Mm. It shouldn't be the thing that you pull the trigger on. Intuition is a hunch that gets you to explore more. Um, otherwise, you're gambling. So don't just go on a hunch. I love this. Um, you just spoke about the right people. I'm very selective. Like I'm largely an open book, but I'm very selective as to who I open the book too, if that makes sense. So, um, if it was a, you know, if it was a, a financial question, I would come to you. If it was a business owner question, I would go to my business owner friends, but not my employee friends who have never owned a business. Uh, there are some things that I would definitely ask my mum and dad some, um, insights on, but there are other things that I just, in all love and fairness to them, I actually don't care for their opinion because it's not in their sphere right. of influence. It's never, it's just a different language. Um, so I hear a lot of people going, well, you know, my, my mum doesn't agree or my dad or my brother or my sister, but they're about things that their family have never ever experienced in their whole life. Traveling overseas is a great example. So many people in our generation, 
uh, I'll put us in the same age group for a minute, is we traveled overseas young. Like we traveled overseas before our parents went overseas. Like, uh, you know, there was a real shift in uh, affordability of air, of airlines. It used to be it used to be exorbitant to fly to the Gold Coast. And then it just, mm-hmm. you know, now it's like a lot of people are traveling overseas, well, not obviously today, but you get my drift. And you yep. wouldn't normally speak to your neighbor who's never been overseas, who's never been more than 5Ks away from their home mm-hmm. about traveling overseas because it's a completely, you know, a lot of, you know, they might say, oh, it's not safe, you know, you wouldn't do it because that's been their experience. Not always, but their experience. Um, what what have you learned? Like, do you have, you don't have to share the specific moments, but do you um, have memories of, you know, sharing your dreams or ideas or these decisions with people that were actually not the best people to um, throw them up against? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a bit of a list. <laughs> oh, there's this time and this time and this time and that time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Look, and easily the single biggest decision I ever made in my life was to move to New Zealand and leave Jackson here in Melbourne. Mm. That was the single biggest decision I've ever made in my life. And and I reflect on that and the people that I had conversations with in terms of seeking counsel around that, most people said, you're crazy. Right. And just under half of the people said, you should go. And then I think about it now and I look at the relationship that I've got with Jackson, the relationship I have with Amber as a result of actually going to New Zealand. Um, the life um, journey I've been on as a result of moving to New Zealand and doing the TV show and then able to come mm. back to Australia with an identity and just all those sorts of things, the wellness couch and the wellness guys wouldn't be, and 100 Not Out wouldn't be here if I didn't go to New Zealand. Like, mm. If I didn't make the decision to go to New Zealand, none of this, what we have today, we would have. Mm. And so I, I think um, – I think had I listened to the the, the cautious ones, I I, I, might, I I would be in a different situation today. And I, and that's a sliding door moment, right? That's a sliding mm. door moment where I had to make the decision of my life to leave my son at the age of three here in Australia with his mum while I went over to New Zealand to study to be a chiropractor. But I'll tell you what that did. Because it was such a massive decision to do that, I was not going to lay down and have a mediocre experience. I was going to go over there and have an exceptional experience. Mm. And I went to New Zealand to ensure that I was going to come back having given 100%, um, if not more, to ensure that I, the sacrifice that I made for Jackson and and given the enormous um, absence of my you know, of my being in Jackson's life at that period of time, except for phone calls, um, it had to be worthwhile. So the decision was big enough, the pain was big enough, and the and the payout was big enough. So it all kind of worked out at the end of the day. That is a phenomenal response. And uh, I hope everyone just has a little rewind of that and listen again because I think you hit the nail on the head in that you didn't sit in the corner and rock in the fetal position when you went to New Zealand like many people could have. You didn't feel, uh, you didn't let any guilt dominate your behavior at going there. You actually uh, took the bull by the horns and made the most of it. You studied chiropractic. You you hosted the Downsize Me TV show. You built a profile and you came back going, the sacrifice I have made 
as hard as it is to say, the sacrifice I have made has been worth it. And like you said, you reap the benefits of that decision. Your relationship with Jackson is incredible. Uh, you've crafted a remarkable career. Um, and the relationships that you've developed um, in New Zealand that continue today continue to um, bear fruit. So it's a very, yeah, it's a very poignant reflection, Damo. PC, I reflect on you making the decision to move to uh, Byron Shire, Byron Bay. And at the time, you had your practice. You and Sarah had the practice. I think you probably only had Derby and Maya. Yeah, we had two, yep, yep. Yep. And uh, and so for you, you go and guess what? I'm moving up to Byron Bay. And I was like, wow, fire, there's a big decision. Um, there would have been people that you spoke to in that case, you know, like so – as much as, and we haven't had any interaction from our Facebook people today. So like, thanks, uh, thanks so much for your interaction, everybody. Oh, right? don't forget, they're, they're, they're ensconced oh, in like, the conversation. Come on, Summer. Come on, Peanut. Come on, <laughs> come on Helen. They're uh, actually and- really loving this conversation. Just give a little love heart, folks, if you're enjoying it. And, and Damo, he's just like a puppy dog. He's like, no one's playing with me. No one. There you go. Oh, that's you. <laughs> so i thought i'd do some love hearts for myself but i would love to know from you what how did you how did you go with this because i would i would love to understand um did you listen to everybody did everybody go yes pc go for gold that's a great idea thank you sorry before i respond helen said it's too good of a conversation and pina said so engrossed in you talking which i was as well before you. you you inadvertently pulled the trigger on our wonderful community <laughs> and you slay them down without Gates, any... Making sure that they're there. I a little rub of my back. I did. That's so There true. you go. There you yeah, did. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, our decision to move, I think, was... Um, I don't know. For, I think for me, having my having the person, so the person, the support person actually was Sarah. Um, it actually was Sarah feeling, Sarah, Sarah knew deep in her heart that she wanted to move, but we literally lived around the corner from Sarah's mum and dad. We had two young children and we had a practice. So everything on paper was like, why would you move when your mum and dad are there? You've got two young children and a successful business. And the answer was because it wasn't as fulfilling as we knew our life could be. It was good, but it wasn't great. And we mm-hmm. weren't willing to settle for good. Um, it was a weird thing. We could never really look at houses in Inverloch and go, oh, I'd love to buy that. It never just did it for us. We'd rather spend our time and money on on, on going away from where we lived than, yep. than investing in where we lived. And that was a pretty big Warning yeah. signs. So, so for us, we wanted a good to great experience. We did, yeah. We wanted a Jim Collins experience, and we uh, and we really felt like uh, anywhere between Byron and Noosa was it. So, I think because Sarah and I were on the same page, once Sarah knew that it was okay to want it and to experience it, and um, I think because we'd been with her family for six or seven years, um, it wasn't like we were deserting them in it. They'd had a very good, if you know what I mean. They'd lived around the corner. We had dinner every week. They saw heaps of the kids, maybe too much, but um, it was so good. And and as many people would know, they've actually all moved here once we moved here. Um, when they we, saw the light. When they saw the light, they've been here. We've been here for seven years, and Rob and Jill have been here for a couple of years, and Sarah's two brothers have been here for a year or two less than us. So um, 
you know, when I think of that on reflection, I think I'm so I call Sarah the spiritual leader of her family. She 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 does the risky thing and it might not be the most popular decision, but after a while it's like, yes, great call. Um so you know, but yeah, I think um I do love reflecting on these decisions because it's a it's powerful. And that's why I ask everyone watching or listening, like, reflect on your own big courageous decisions because Absolutely. um it gives you some self confidence and self-esteem and, um, uh, you know, further courage to make the next impending decision. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good chat, hey? Good chat. Great chat. Yeah, great chat. Nice little subject, nice little topic. I like that a lot. And, wow. uh, and you know, if, I'm sure this will bring things up for a lot of people. And, you know, everyone's on the ebb of change every second of the day. Like, mm. there's always something, a decision to be made, a path to follow, fork in the road. There's always something going on. And to approach it, um, wisely would do, would be to go with your instinct, your gut instinct, first off. Not the conservative negative Nelly that's on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Go with your gut instinct. You know if it's right or wrong. You know if it's good or bad. Uh, it's not you don't. It's not that you need a pat on the back for encouragement. You already know whether it's right or wrong. Um, and if you need if you need to, then at that point, ask more questions to the people that you trust, so that you can be guided to create change and be that change maker. Because if you're not if you don't make change, then you have to be okay with what you've got. Oh, wise words. Wise words. This has been uh, – we've enjoyed this conversation, folks. Hope you have too. Uh, to everyone on Facebook, thank you for joining us. If you're not on Facebook, join us at 100 Not Out. Spell it all out. Join in the conversation. We record most Wednesdays. Don't hold us to it, but we record most Wednesdays. Just most sign Wednesday. up for notifications on Facebook and your phone will yes. start buzzing uh, wildly. When we go live. Um, Especially if I get the Facebook page right. (laughs) But if not, uh, you can listen to us where you like to enjoy your podcasts. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Episode 422, done and dusted. For more info on Damo, head on over to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.